Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about 360-degree feedback reports. Jenna had been my coaching client two years earlier. We'd enjoyed each other immensely and had done meaningful work. She told people proudly the coaching had helped her land her current role. Now, the global nonprofit where she worked was rolling out a new 360-degree feedback instrument. She'd been in the pilot cohort, and she had received her feedback report. She got in touch with me to sort through some questions she had. Before I go on, a quick definition. A 360-degree feedback report means you are in the center of the feedback wheel. Above you are senior people. On your sides are peers. Below you are junior people. The feedback is gathered from all those observers all around the wheel and compiled into what's called a 360. Back to Jenna. She told me, One of my direct reports is this guy named Alex. I'd like to give him a 360. Do you think I have to use this one? She picked up her current report and gave it a little flap. You don't like it, I asked? Not for Alex. Well, maybe not for anyone. You saw the PDF I sent you of my data. I don't know what to do with all that data. Jenna's 40-page feedback report showed how different Raider groups had answered every question about her. And the questions were many. It was a lot of data. Other data compared her to her cohort and to comparable leaders in nonprofits across the U.S. and globally. Having seen instruments like this for years, a quick glance showed me that Jenna's data was positive and strong. She had areas for development, of course, but she had many more strengths. Overall, the report showed that people liked the results she was getting, and they liked her personally. Jenna was excelling across many measurements, and I wasn't at all surprised. Now, agreeing with her, I said, It is a long report, but someone's going to debrief it with you, aren't they, Jenna? Well, if they're intending to, she said, they haven't told me, but it's a pilot. Maybe they will. You should ask. I'm guessing they will. Do you remember debriefing my 360 with me? I'm glad you were there when I read it. That was a lot to take in. But that was the opposite of this. The report I had prepared for Jenna contained only verbatim comments in answer to four open-ended questions. While her current report was quantitative, charts, percentages, and graphs, mine was qualitative, comment after comment after comment for a dozen pages. I remember you saying, the feedback stung you, but it didn't wound you. I've never forgotten that. It did sting, she said, but no, I wasn't wounded. Have you ever had someone who was wounded, who was really hurt by a 360? Yeah, there was one woman, I said sadly. She was not prepared for the feedback. I mean, not in any way. People had been upset with her for years, but she had never gotten the feedback. So when the dam finally broke, all that pent-up frustration just steamrolled her. I felt really sorry for her, and I felt her bosses had done her a disservice by not giving her the feedback all along the way. Oh, poor woman, said Jenna. That sounds dreadful. I'm glad that wasn't my case. I don't think there was anything in my report I hadn't heard before. I'm guessing it'll be the same for Alex. 
Well, that's what usually happens, I said. It's pretty rare that someone reads their 360 and is shocked. More, the more typical reaction is, my husband's been telling me that for 20 years. Still thinking about Alex, she said, how do I tell him he's getting a 360 without making him all freaked out? Why would he freak out, I asked. You know, he might think he's in trouble or that I'm trying to send him some message. Well, Jenna, giving someone a 360 is sending a message. You are publicly turning the spotlight on that person. I mean, that's definitely a message. The question is, what is the message? What message do you want to send out to people about Alex? And what message do you want him to get? That he's a rock star, she said, and that I think a 360 will help him, because we've all got blind spots, right? Well, if you were to tell him that when you sign him up for the 360, you think he'll freak out? She smiled. Oh, probably not. But 360s do get used sometimes to send that kind of message, don't they? Hey, bub, shape up, enough is enough. I nodded a reluctant yes while saying they do, but if there's a performance problem, a 360 by itself isn't going to solve it. I mean, if the person isn't already getting the message, what's the 360 supposed to do, flip a switch in someone? I mean, that doesn't happen. Well, actually, I have to say, I did see it happen once, but it's pretty rare. What happened, she asked. Oh, well, it was this genius Israeli scientist. He thought his job was to be the smartest guy in a company of about 80,000. <laughs> he was arrogant beyond compare. He had a team of amazingly brilliant people, and he treated them like assistants. Everyone was just furious with this guy, and he was completely tone-deaf to it. So when the 360 came around, they blasted him. Jenna said, Oh my gosh, did his head explode? No. No, quite the contrary. He read the feedback and the switch flipped. He understood it in an instant. He transformed overnight. The arrogance vanished, never to return. He and I still had plenty to coach on, but it was fine-tuning stuff. This giant transformation had happened on day one from a 360. That just doesn't happen. That was amazing. Wow, she said. Well, luckily, Alex doesn't need a big makeover like that, just some polishing. And then she grabbed the report again, and she said, Do you know what? This data was not private. Anyone who worked on the pilot could have seen any of these reports, and we all saw each other's. And you weren't told ahead of time, I asked? No. Well, I'm sorry you weren't told. Although, by the way, Jenna, I have to say it is a great report. Having people look at your report can only raise your stock value. Oh, well, good. That's nice to know, she said, but that was not my point. No, I know, I said. But the reality is, in my experience, it's not that unusual that the data gets shared when it's a pilot being launched or an MBA program or a leadership development program. She said, it makes me wonder, would I have changed my answers if I'd known they weren't private? Ooh, that's interesting. Would you? Well, she said, what if someone's feedback report ultimately affected her bonus or a promotion opportunity? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to this information. Hmm. Then ask, Jenna. I am sure someone knows the plan. Well, around here, not always, she laughed. No, but you should trust how the information is going to be used. It's a good point. If the organization is going to roll this out, you'll probably be asked to give feedback again. You should be comfortable with the whole process. With an arched eyebrow, she asked, 
No one saw the 360 I did with you, did they? No, they didn't, I answered. But yours with me was tied to one-on-one coaching. This current one is tied to a company-wide program. She asked, Did anyone ever ask to see my feedback? No, but in coaching, it's usually understood that the person receiving the feedback is the only person who's going to see the feedback. She asked, If I get permission for Alex to complete your kind of 360, would you debrief him? I'd be happy to, I said. And before I hand him his report, I will tell him the same two things I told you. She perked up. Oh, I remember one. I remember <laughs> I remember you were about to hand me my 360, and you said to me, we're only looking for themes. Themes become goals. Only look for themes. And it was so hard not to get distracted by some of those individual comments. Do you remember the one about playing in the sandbox? I still think of that one, word for word sometimes. And then I stop myself and I go, no, look for the themes. (laughs) Themes become goals. I laughed. She said, and what's the second thing you say before you hand someone their 360? Trying to jog her memory, I said, about editing the movie? She shrugged. I got nothing. I said, it's about not taking it all so personally, taking the long view. She motioned for me to keep going. It goes like this. You show up at work every day and you become a projection. You project the movie called Jenna. And everyone gets to see the movie called Jenna, right? No one even has to buy a ticket because the movie called Jenna is right there, big as life. And, of course, everyone has an opinion about the movie called Jenna because that's what happens when people see movies. They have opinions. So all these opinions go into your 360. She said, this is coming back. I said, but they are just opinions. They are reviews of the movie called Jenna. And the 360 allows you to read those reviews and then step back and become the director. And as the director of that projected movie called Jenna, you get to decide what's working for the audience and what's not. You get to re-edit that movie. You're going to turn some things up and you're going to turn some things down. And then, if you're really lucky, someday in the future, you'll get more reviews And you'll find out what people think about this new version of the movie. And that movie, that movie called Jenna, just keeps getting better and better. That is a great way to read your 360. I do remember that, she said. That idea did help me take it all a little less personally. She looked at me and said, I don't think I'd be where I am today if you hadn't done that report for me. Jenna felt strongly, and I agreed. A 360 can accelerate your progress down the road called the look and sound of leadership. Can you tell that I love 360s? These are amazing tools. There are a couple final points that I want to make that didn't fit into the episode. But before I do, I want to start by giving thanks to the folks who posted reviews in iTunes this month. Uh, Listen, I could talk at length about why those little reviews that only take you a minute or two mean so much to me, but it's really in the weeds. It doesn't matter. Just know that I am so grateful when you do it. 
This month, much gratitude. In Canada, Jason Innes, Australia, T.P. McGee. Here in the U.S., Coffinated, Jose Laredo, L. Jarigan, M.J. Farkas Three, Fortify 1961, Mount Homebrewer, Love of Silk, G. Pesquet, Kamara Lichen, and last but not least, a wonderful client with the username Silicon Valley COO. Thank you for my Oscar. I appreciate it to all of you. Thank you. And now, a couple more thoughts about 360s. First, I'm concerned I might have come off sounding biased during my conversation with Jenna. Bias about what, you might ask? About quantitative feedback versus qualitative feedback. I think both are valuable, and I think they're best in different situations. Quantitative feedback with graphs and percentages is terrific for groups and teams. These are data-driven reports, and they can give people a real sense of the pack that's around them and their own individual place within the pack. That can be very helpful to know. Qualitative feedback is different. These are anonymous comments that speak very loudly. I think that's terrific for one-on-one development work. Now, I know that there are usually qualitative comments in quantitative reports, but those qualitative comments don't dominate, and there's usually not enough of them to be sure the feedback is even valid. So that's a very in-the-weeds argument. My point is, one report is not better than the other. I just wanted you to know that there are two different kinds out there. So what would you do if you wanted to learn more about either? If you want to learn about quantitative feedback, I would send you to one of our national experts on this subject who lives right here in Santa Monica, California, Ken Nowak. He's a great guy, very generous, kind, helpful, smart. He runs a company called Envisia Learning, and that's what you want to look up on the internet. Envisia Learning. His people will help you create a 360 that's right for your people. That's if you want quantitative feedback. If you want qualitative feedback, which is that whole other style, well, call me. I'm happy to help. I've been doing it for 25 years. I still think it's an amazing gift. And I know this. It can be tough, too. Any 360 can be a bitter pill, but it doesn't have to be a bitter pill. This is a different point I want to make. I've been watching my clients over the years. Some of them use their 360s like a trampoline to bounce them up higher in their personal growth, their confidence, their authority. That's when 360s are a gift. And... I have seen people who struggled to be okay with their 360. Their sense of self really got rocked reading all those movie reviews about that movie. They could not get any distance from the feedback, and that made it a bitter pill. I hope that's not you, but it might be. And look, to be honest, (laughs) this personal growth stuff is not for everyone. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast or a podcast like this, I... I'm going to guess that an opportunity to do a 360 would interest you. I hope it does interest you. I hope the day that somebody comes to you and says, hey, you get the chance to do a 360, I hope that you jump on board with curiosity and be an informed consumer. 
I think you should understand what it is and who's going to see it and how it's going to get used and what's the purpose. Maybe even see a sample report. You should ask and be informed and don't pretend it's too complicated or that it's none of your business. It's about to become your business in a very public way. You are about to get a lot of attention. Think about this amazing opportunity that happens. Let's imagine that you invite a dozen people to rate you in your 360. These dozen people are going to go online, they're going to click a bunch of ratings, and they're going to rate you about how you manage, how you do your work, how you work with others, whatever. And let's say it takes each of those people 15 minutes to complete this. That means that for 15 minutes, 12 individuals are turning the lens of their focus on you. This is an opportunity for you to deepen your relationship with that person. Even if it's a troubled relationship and the feedback is harsh, what a great opportunity to start making it all better. And vice versa, don't forget, if this is happening in your organization, someday you're going to be the raider. You're going to be turning your focus on others. And that's another opportunity to deepen a relationship, even a troubled one. 360s create rich opportunities with others and opportunities with yourself. Like, for example, what sort of rater will you be? Will you be a soft rater? Will you be a harsh rater? I don't know. And how will you view the feedback when it's about you? Will you be able to see themes, see it as a movie? You know, it can be hard to get distance on feedback about yourself, which is why I say do not go through 360 alone. Get debriefed, especially if it's an instrument with lots of data to interpret. Now, I know I know that sometimes that means some stranger is going to show up, and this stranger is going to say, Hi, I'm here to help you understand your 360. Now, I understand why you might not be ready to use that stranger as your confidential coach. That's okay. But you can ask them what patterns they see in the instrument. Get them to teach you the instrument. You don't even have to tell them what patterns you see. Just listen, ask, be a good detective, learn the instrument, and then say thanks, let them move on. But you don't have to interpret the data alone. Which gets me to my final idea. The 360 is data. It's an instrument. It's not a command. Don't run out and do anything just because there was a comet or two in your 360. Think about the data. Don't react to the data. It often can feel like a lot of data, but you get to decide what's important, what's not. Maybe if it all seems important, you get to ask, which one do I do first? But the real gift of the 360 is it gives you all this information, and that gives you choice. You get to think about what you've heard, and I hope you can live in reality. Get as real as you can about the feedback. And that's what 360s can help you do. The reason this topic of 360s came to life was Dave Stahoviak's Indispensable Coaching for Leaders podcast. Dave and I did an episode for his listeners about 360s. That is episode 341. And it spurred me to do this one for you. So Dave, as ever, thanks. One more definition that some of you may know, some of you may not. Do you remember at the very beginning of this section when I said there were a couple of final points I wanted to make, but they didn't fit in the episode? The episode that I'm referring to 
is the HTML version or the PDF version or the online version. Those all end when I say the look and sound of leadership. Everything after that is on the podcast, but all of the material up to that is available to you as an HTML or PDF or online. It's all at the Essential Communications website. It's essentialcom.com, essentialcom with two Ms.com. Please help yourself. Download all you want. And while you're there, if you want to keep thinking about 360s, five other tips you might look at in the Coaching Tips archive are don't take it personally, getting good feedback, giving powerful feedback, handling feedback effectively, and who's coachable. Did you hear all those titles with the word feedback, right? And would it surprise you to learn that there is an entire category in the archive called feedback? What can I say? I'm a coach. I live in a world that is built upon feedback, which is why I see how powerful 360s can be. That's it for me. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.